Hello, my name is Abigail Sapir, and welcome to the Moon of Kislev, where I share insights and wisdom on the energy of this month. So each month has a unique spiritual and energetic qualities that offer us guidance that we need to navigate and to also elevate our consciousness within this confusing world. We can use these energies to guide and propel us forward. So the Hebrew months in the Jewish calendar correspond to the rotation of the moon around the earth. And the new moon is the start of each new Hebrew month. And it's just so beautiful how um, Judaism is so connected to the moon and the feminine energy. So like I said, by learning the energy of each month, we can really go deeper into our understanding of life itself, of the cycles that we live by, and how we relate to all existence. So um, it was explained like this that I saw in a share that the world that we live in has a physical changes, you know, of weather and season, even societal structures, etc. So there's also weather that's beyond the five senses and the weather of other frequencies and dimensions. So there's also cycles of changes happening between these spiritual frequencies that we live in. And these dimensions are actually coexisting with us in our physical reality. We just don't have the eyes to see it. So the more we open our spiritual eyes, the more we can see these other dimensions existing on different planes. So as human beings in this earthly realm, we naturally want everything to be steady, to be easy, to be comfortable. But unfortunately, we don't really change when we feel comfortable and secure. Like There's no growth. And we really see this over, and I'll talk about this more, just like how we're constantly being given these tasks and challenges to wake us up. It's also a great analogy is as a baby comes out of the mother's womb, it's only when the contractions occur. And that's what allows the baby to propel forward. Similarly, in, in life, these contractions are painful, but allow us to rebirth ourselves over and over again. And that's really a beautiful reoccurring theme in Judaism is just like the ability to like rebirth the self, the newness. And so we always really need that transformation and all the changes of cycles um, gives us a backdrop to constantly look for adjustment, change, growth, and reinvention of ourselves. And the forces are changing all around us like the weather does. So it goes on to say that when you want to know how a person truly feels, you look at his face and the face reflects the mood that one feels. So we want to know the mood of the universe. We can look at the sky and the constellations show us the feelings. In other words, the frequencies that we're currently living in. And the stars reflect the creative energy of the universe about what's really going on around us. We can use these signs as tools in order to grow and develop our consciousness. So there's definitely different schools of thoughts, just like every topic there is in this world. There's different schools of thought that have different calculations of when the zodiac sign actually begins. So nothing really can be truly exact. And if you're born on the cusp of a zodiac sign, you can't really be sure like of where you are or where to put yourself. So the Hebrew calendar actually puts the zodiac sign according to the each new month. And it could be that these signs actually start at different parts of the month. But when we bless the new moon, we put that intention and we decide the mazal and the flow of these forces. So like we've been giving the power to do so. And actually before the exodus, when in the month of Aries, when we bless the new moon, this is when we declared um, that we have control over the zodiac. So it's not like we're bound by these astrological signs and things that are happening in the universe, 
but we can use them as tools to flow with our energies. And so Rabbi Yudkovich gives a really powerful analogy that I loved, and it goes like this. If you're sailing in the ocean and the winds are coming, you know how to use the sail in order to let the winds work for you instead of drowning you. And this is how we declare the new month. We have the upper hand of the flow and are able to use these forces of every month by learning and understanding them. And we learn how to manage the sails, the wind, and the relationship between movement and the boat. And then we become a master and we can sail wherever we want. So I really thought that was beautiful. And that was the introduction. And I want to give a little recap of the last couple of months, the new moons. So in Tishrei, we've reflected on the previous year as we welcome in the new spiritual and physical energy into our lives. And then the second month, Cheshvan, we internalized this newness and we had time to process all the movement and craziness of the Chagim that we experienced in Tishrei. And then we were hit with the repetition of devastating historical events of our Jewish people. And we went inward and understood the severity of our mission here on earth. And we also portrayed in Cheshvan incredible unity of the Jewish people as we began to stand together we were so divided and we began to stand together and fight the physical enemies as well as the spiritual war of Amalek. So that was just a little bit recap. And now let's get into the vibrational frequencies of Kislev. So we've just entered the beautiful Kislev. It's a new horizon, a new hope and enlightenment. Um, Kislev is all about the light that comes from darkness and the victory over it. The word Kislev can be broken up into two parts, Kis and Lev. Kis means pocket. And the word kisui, covering, also comes from the same root. When something's in a pocket, it's being covered, so it's hidden. Lev, Lamed Vav, has the numerical value of 36. So kislev really means that 36 are hidden. And there are many correlations here, and I'll mention a few connections to the number 36. When the world was created, there was a spiritual light. And according to Midrash, the light shone for 36 hours. And when the light was hidden away for the tzaddikim in the time to come, it said that every generation has 36 hidden righteous people that sustain the world. And we don't know who these people are. Another beautiful reference to 36 is that on Hanukkah, we light 36 candles throughout the duration, uh, not including the shamash. So let's get back to that light that it was talking about, the hidden light. So where was this light hidden exactly? And Rabbi Trugman teaches that there are a few places that it says light was hidden. The first place it was hidden is in the Torah. When we learn Torah, we're actually accessing the spiritual light of the first day of creation. And when we go deeper into our learning, we have more access to this light. Another idea is that the light was hidden in Shabbat. And we see this also. We bring in Shabbat with candles of light, and we end Shabbat with a candle of light as well. The other places light was hidden was in the light of the menorah. So the beautiful thing about light is that when we're in light, adding more light does not do much. You don't really see anything new when you put light on top of light. The things that we see are not where we'll find the message. But when we're in the darkness, light is extremely powerful. The light of a candle shines the brightest in the darkest of places. So from there, we can begin to see something new, things that we didn't see before. So we do actually have a greater advantage when light comes from darkness. And, you know, when we fall into this darkness, there's actually a tikkun, a healing uh, or a spiritual fixing that really needs to be done. And we can shine the light into the darkness, the darkest shadows to reveal something that we weren't able to see before. On a physical, scientific level, it makes it makes a lot of sense. But on a spiritual level, it's as if we need these shadows in order to reveal and heal what needs to be healed and complete. You know, we see this over and over again. 
from the beginning of time, just like, you know, how we had to eat the fruit of the tree and we were expelled from the Garden of Eden. And now we're on our mission back to to the soul, back to Hashem. So it seems that the hidden light is actually in these hidden shadows. So let's get even more into Kislev. It is an expansive time for our dreams and visions to come to life. It's really such a beautiful month. It has like a really beautiful rekindling energy, um, especially coming after Cheshvan, when they call it Mar Cheshvan, when there's no holidays in Cheshvan. And um, on a practical level, it's a peak time to take inspired action. It's about actualizing our purpose in this world. So many of us struggle with this question, what's our purpose in this world? That is the ultimate question, right? Why are we here? Why are we here, especially to witness such pain and suffering, like what's going on right now? There's so much suffering in the world. There's so much pain. There's so much hate. But there's also incredible amount of unity if we unify with those sources. And uh, we're here to restore the fallen sparks. We're here to bring Hashem's light into this physical world. Uh, we became so fragmented, rightfully, so that each one of us could shine our individual light. So I heard a beautiful analogy. When everything is clumped together, it's like harder for each entity to shine. It's just, it's getting lost in the whole. So it seems like that's what we're here to do. Like everything had to break up into the smallest amount of little pieces that it could so that each one of those pieces could fully shine in order for it to be come back together like a puzzle piece. So it's about uncovering and shining our light. The purposeful light will allow us to become reunited once again. So, you know, in other words, we each have a unique purpose individually and collectively. There's a beautiful... Uh, another analogy of the body. Each person represents a different organ, body part. So each one of us really needs to do our job in this world. If one organ fails, the whole body will suffer. Not that the body will die, but it will suffer. And every little thing that we do for our individual growth and healing, it greatly affects the collective healing. And I really want to stress this here because I don't know that everybody really understands this, the power of every single decision they make really tips the scale of the world. So when we bring um, godly light into our energy field, not only are we transformed, but we also affect and transform the world with this light. So it's really important for us to understand that we each have our own essential light that needs to shine, and that we have the power beyond what we could have ever imagined. We have such great power, and Hashem really great, gave us this creative energy. We were created in the, the image of God, in the image of Elohim, and that's the creative energy that he gave us to co-create in this world. So when we step into our light, we have, we're empowered and we become spiritual warriors and we restore these fragmented pieces back together and we become unified. So like, like I said, we all have different unique purposes. And, you know, we really saw this come to life so much in the breakout of this war. It's all just so devastating it's crazy how like, you know, and here in Israel, each person really just like stood up and was like, what can I do? And people in America, people around the world, they really sought to find their purpose in this entanglement of a mess, like more so than just like, we were kind of like walking around sleeping a lot. And you know, our some the soldiers went out to fight, others volunteered to physically help the soldiers and the displaced families with whatever they need. Then the mothers of the soldiers, they stay home and they're focusing on teaching the children. 
Then the grandmothers help take care of the children. Other finds themselves giving endless amount of stucca because that's what they can do. Um, others stand up and give voice to the misinformed on social media or making calls and informing people. Uh, we have others who are, are you know, they, their tikkun is praying, learning Torah, saying to him nonstop. Then the healers and the light workers are spiritual warriors and they send out higher vibrations of love and healing, comfort, and give healing to to everyone who's who's like suffering with anxiety and fear and so on. Everyone has their part in this. And like, I just want to stress that over and over that each person has a place in this world. And like, if you're overwhelmingly scared and don't know what to do, like even so, you also have a place in this world. And we can all find this place within this web of light and unity. And if you don't know what your purpose is and you've been just kind of like, maybe getting down on yourself about this, now's a perfect time in case life to meditate on this and, and begin to receive the guidance of what your purpose is in this world. And we should really be able to see the hand of God more apparently this month because we really draw in this light in the month of case life and we have more divine providence. So case life's about, you know, rekindling our dreams and embracing the endless possibilities to break through the limiting beliefs of our mind and go beyond what we think is logical. Of course, logic is important, but it often also musters our dreams. It tells us that we're not worthy or that what we want is not possible. Um, you know. But this month is really a time to go beyond the limitations of the logic and the mind. It's a rekindled hope, a rekindled vision. And you know, in terms of the war, also, like how many times have we been in this impossible situations of war and we came out stronger and unified and we're still here and this very truth teaches us that we really must never lose hope. Like every generation we're faced with these uh, deep, deep disturbing challenges. And I don't think it's to victimize us. We really shouldn't be victims here. Like we shouldn't play the victim. Well, um, it's here to wake us up. Like that's all it's here to do. Like Hashem has to constantly send us these atrocious things to wake us up like a million times, smack us in the face. Cause like that's what it's gonna take when we're walking around sleeping, like when we're all staring at our screens all day, you know? We need this slap in the face, and let's hope that we don't need more slaps in the face. Let's hope that during this time where we're feeling unified, that we continue to be, that even God willing, after the hostages return home, that we'll still be unified. And I really believe that we will because, you know, you don't just overcome something like this overnight. This is going to take a lot of inspired action and and being together to overcome this. And... You know, I believe and many others believe and know that this is the world, the war of Gog and Magog, the final war before redemption. And we don't know like what else is going to happen, you know, but things could get worse. They could get better. But we really need to do our part in sweetening the judgment to bring it faster. And we do this by, you know, finding our light in this world and shining it. And this is why I'm also making this podcast because, you know, I, I'm not necessarily a teacher, but... You know, I'm so interested in, you know, the months and the sphere and the creation of the universe and the whole story that I felt that if I'm learning all this stuff, it's really a disservice to the world not to share it. So I'm stepping into my teacher roles and beginning to share my wisdom and just asking Hashem to channel that down. So there's actually a, um, a beautiful quote that I wanted to bring us into the next thing, and it is by Melinda Ribner. I have one of her books called Kabbalah Month by Month. So everything I'm sharing here is from various sources, but this is one of the sources that I use. 
And she says it is faith, not the mind, that opens us up to new possibilities and new dimensions, enabling us to go forward in ways that we could not solely on our own. So this brings us into like the idea of emunah, like that that with having emunah, which means faith, it really opens up new doors for us. Uh, it breaks through limitations. And, you know, this time is the time to do that. It's the time to step into our dreams, uh, bring our visions to life. And I do want to say that it's so, so important. And we all struggle with this. Uh, I know I do is to cultivate a pure mind to make sure that like these desires that we're bringing to life aren't ca- contaminated by the ego. And this is such a mission to, to break free of the ego. Uh, but we can really do this by surrounding ourselves with purity. So pay attention to everything you consume. I'm not saying, you know, get off all media and don't watch movies, but really like be aware of like what are you putting into your minds the media that we do consume and our environments have like such a great effect on the direction of our path if we consume spiritual light then we'll be more sure that we're on a righteous path so that's just something really important to um, pay attention and and try to make like good decisions the more you make good decisions like every time you decide okay like i'm gonna learn Torah instead of watching this movie or TV show, you tip the scale. And every time you make a better decision, it becomes easier to make a better decision the next time. Every month has a holiday, actually, except for Cheshvan, which was last month. And these holidays set the tone for the energetic essence of the month. So now we come to the beautiful holiday of Hanukkah, a holiday of miracles that takes us beyond the logical mind. So that goes back into like the breaking free of the logic. Um, so it's it's really no coincidence that, you know, the Festival of Lights falls in the darkest time of year. There's more, the clocks change, we have more hours of darkness, and the darkest time of the year is the opportunity for the most light to shine. And I lo- I personally love Kislim Hanukkah. Um, it's really such a beautiful holiday. It's like, it feels, even though there's so much going on, it just feels like quiet and like, it's like inside the heart and the body and inside the bias like i feel that like lighting the hanukkah candles really rekindles not only a light inside us but the shalom the peace in the home so yeah it actually says that after mashiach comes the only holidays that we'll celebrate are hanukkah and purim because they're they're godly revelations above nature and um kislev is a time of miracles um the miracle was was that we were victorious over the greeks and um, the Greeks actually represent the physical pleasures in this world. Um, it says that um, Purim was a physical holiday, but, but Hanukkah was a spiritual a spiritual war. And it's so relevant because we are really fighting such a spiritual war right now. We're, we're literally fighting Amalek in the heavens, um, and the guardian angel of Amalek. So anyway, um, you know, we see this over throughout generation to generation, these wars, like where people try to take away our Jewishness and they and they try to tell us that we can't do what we're doing. And, um, you know, in Judaism, we're meant to bring spirituality down to the physical world. We're supposed to make space for Hashem in our lives to dwell. And, you know, by doing this, we actually bring down the miracles. Without doing this, we give more power to the physical things and they feel separate. And by giving part of the physical things, it means they win. You know, this separateness is what brings suffering. So Hanukkah really was a spiritual victory. It was the rededication of the Holy Temple. 
And, you know, we've learned this story many times before. Not only did we win the war and regain control over the Beit HaMikdash, this was in the year 164 BC, but the miracle extends further. There was only enough oil to burn for one day in the menorah, but legend tells us that it burned for eight days straight. That's a miracle that goes beyond reason. It goes beyond logic. Any framework, any logical framework in this physical world, it goes beyond that, and that's the essence of God and miracles. And the Greeks, the Yivanim, they outlawed any spiritual work that was not logical. All they wanted was a physical, mundane world uh, with competition and sports and, um, and so on. It was just the instant gratification. And the war that we won in Hanukkah wasn't just a physical victory. Like I said, it was a spiritual victory against the physical impure desires, against this instant gratification. And it wasn't logical that we would win at all. We were totally outnumbered, and but we had a great amount of emunah. That's why it's a, um, a holiday where we go forward with faith and we see the miracles. We also, you know, it's a month to be grateful and see the miracles with the little miracles that happen every day. Because everything is a miracle. Our life is a miracle. Birth is a miracle. The fact that I didn't get hit by that car is a miracle. So... And just the fact that like I'm breathing life, the life force that exists within me is a miracle. So um, our eyes begin to see more greatly the, these uh, the miracles of life within us and the miracles of nature. And like you know, although we had a lot of suffering from generation after generation, um, we as a nation were always prevailed. <laughs> it makes no sense that we survive persecution after persecution. Like like the Jewish people are a living miracle themselves. We're a walking miracle. And um, I take pride in being part of um, this nation. So Hanukkah is really a clear reminder that we as Jews are are that miracle. And so this month, you know, it's all about leaving the chains of the logical Greek mind and opening ourselves up to more expansive truth and emunah. And if we draw down the light of God within our field, then we feel that emunah inside us. And we're almost untouchable. So another beautiful thing is about the Beis HaMikdash. So we don't have it physically anymore. But this month, we're really supposed to like redeem the sacred temple within ourselves. And that goes back to like lighting the candles and the peace and the home and the heart. And uh, our holy temple is really just a representation of the, the inner visions um, that we hold dear. If our visions are pure, then we know our temple is sacred, is a sacred place. And our physical bodies are like, they make us part of this earthly realm. And our Malchu, it's one of the sphero that represents the energetic attributes of God. It's our physical, our Malchu, it's our physical kingdom on this earth. And we're to make our bodies temples for our souls, a temple for the Shekhinah, the divine presence to dwell within. And it's obviously um, easier said than done, but I really believe this is, this is the work that we need to be doing right now, especially now, especially with this war going on. Um, to, to win the spiritual world, we need to bring the Shekhinah down and um, give it the space. And, and, you know, we're all about melding the spiritual into our physical world. So uh, here's some questions for thought. You know, what does that really look like for each of us? Like meditate on that. Like how can we feel the sacred light within us? How can we invite more divine presence into our lives? You know, if you're not one to meditate or do all this spiritual stuff, like even just taking one minute a day and putting your hands up in the air and asking Hashem to be a vessel of light, will draw down miracles and light. It will give space to the for the divine presence to dwell within. 
And that can really have a great rippling effect, not just on yourself and your everyday life after you do it like little things, like little things every day that you do has greater effect over time. So, but it'll also affect the rest of the world. You know, how can we invite these higher parts of our soul to redeem itself in this world? So, you know, this month you should definitely expect extra guidance, uh, rekindling of spirit as we draw on the miraculous energy of this month. It's just, um, oh, I love Keyslave. I just love it. Um, and when we ask ourselves questions, even just asking these questions, like if you're not sure of the answers, like answers come in one way or another. And like pay attention to these messages that come through. They won't always come through right away. They answer, like when you ask a question, you might not hear the answer like, be said right before you like maybe sometimes you do and it's and we're lucky like we hear a voice that says an answer but a lot of times like the answers they come later and they come in different various forms so you know they could come through other people saying something or something that we saw or read somewhere that like if we make these connections like it really reveals a deeper message and sometimes they come through dreams and um which you know really brings us into this month more that um, we may receive guidance through dreams. And, you know, it's really important just to be open-minded and to really believe that we're a vessel to receive this guidance because we are. We have to just believe it, and that's where the Muna comes in. So, like, I want to go more into dreams because dreams is, is all about this month. So as we go through this month, it's really important to pay attention to the dreams we have while we sleep. For me, it's hard. I, I feel like, you know, kids wake me up at night and I'm like jolted awake and I wake up in the morning and everyone's like in my bed and I'm, first of all, like, I don't even remember you coming here, but it's really hard for me to remember my dreams. I really wish I could remember them more. Like when I do, it's so great because our dreams really reveal something to us. Um, they receive like, they they're de there's deeper messages there. So if you can remember your dream in the morning, you know, write it down or tell someone, like, especially this month, like, if you're a person that has really vivid dreams, I would write them down or talk them over with someone. And even if like, like even as you're like talking over, writing it down, like you you may receive these messages that you didn't like see before even just thinking about your dream. But as you like give it over or maybe later in the day, you'll go, ah, oh my gosh. And like, you know, it's just a message just for you. Um, so what's really cool, you know, about this month is that there's numerous references to dreams in the Torah portions read during Kislave. So every Shabbat we read um, the Torah portions and there's a parsha, Tashavua. And so um, there are 10 times that dreams are stated in the book of Breshit. And nine of these times occur in the Torah portions that we read in the month of Kislave. Like how cool is that? And um, so we, it's Yaakov has two dreams, Lavan has a dream, Yosef has two dreams. And then there's the dream of the butler, the baker, and two dreams of Pharaoh. So in Parshas Vayitse, when Yaakov is traveling and needs to rest for a night, he places stones around his head, which actually then it like goes into one stone and he falls into a sleep. And he dreams of a ladder reaching from the earth all the way up to the heaven. And on this ladder, there are angels of God ascending and descending from heaven to earth and back up to heaven. Um, and God speaks to Yaakov and he reiterates the promise that Hashem gave to his grandfather Avraham that the land of Israel is promised to his descendants. And this is like really powerful right now, like going through these the beginning partial where we're hearing of the covenants of Hashem, like giving us this land. Like this is meant for us. And um, he promises to God Yaakov wherever he goes and that he's always with him. And like it just the Parsha is always so relevant to the current times we're in. If you're ever like feeling lost, just go like read the Parsha and 
yeah, it's like oftentimes confusing and it jumps and it makes no sense. But just like the more you go deeper into it, the more like you'll become awake and go, ah, wow. And like listen to more things around you, the more you'll start to make connections. And every time you learn more, you go deeper within. So um, so also the fact that he prom- that he promises to guide Yaakov wherever he goes, like that also shows us that there's more divine providence this month that like we'll receive this guidance especially if we look for it like expect to receive it without it but like how much more when you're like open to it um to receiving the guidance and believing yourself worthy then you will receive it for sure so um there's also in parshat vayeshev we see the theme of dreams continue in the story of yosef and his prophetic visions that they come from his dreams like like a lot of um prophets received their visions during dreams so not only was it he was a dreamer, but he had the gift to interpret dreams also, which is like huge. Um, and this gift is what brought him out of slavery into the house of Pharaoh, where he eventually rose up to higher powers in Egypt. And that that's what ultimately saved our family uh, in the time of famine and exile. So uh, another beautiful thing about Yosef was that he resisted the physical temptations, um, like the physical temptations of the Greeks, you know, he resisted these temptations to have sexual relations with Potiphar's wife. Like, and that's what got thrown him in jail. That's what brought, you know. Um, so this really strengthens the Hanukkah energy of overcoming physical desires that we had against the Greeks. Everything's so connected. Okay, let's go into the letter of the month. So each month has a letter that represents its essence. And the meaning and numerical value of each letter can really propel us deeper into the hidden spirit of the month. So the Hebrew letter associated with the energy of Kisle is the letter Samech. Um, I've also read that like it's the letter Gimel also is a secondary letter, but I'm not going to go into that right now. I'm just going to go into Samech. So this really tells us a lot about the energy of the month. Uh, the word Samech means to support. And actually the letter of last month was in Cheshvan was, was the Nun, um, which means falling. So it really makes perfect sense that the Samech would come right after the noon, which it also comes after the noon in the alphabet, um, to support the falling. So in the book of Tehillim, Psalm 145, Kuf Mem it says, Hashem supports those that fall. So this is the idea of the letter Samech. And, you know, it's, it's really comforting to know that when you fall, Hashem will be there to support you and raise you up. And, um, you know, I, I think about this, like, ascending and descending also with the ladder and the, and the dreams of Yaakov. And um, so life reveals the cycle found in nature of like rising and falling and waxing and reading life and death. Um, and we see this with the month as well, like uh, the patterns of contraction and expansion inward and outward. And the month of Kislev really uplifts the previous month of Cheshvan. Um, so it's really cool. I learned this um, from Rabbi Shal Yudkovich, and it comes from Sefer Tzira that the 22 letters of the alphabet are forces of vibrational frequencies. And they are the building blocks of creation of the universe. That's so wild. Every letter has a number and represents a certain frequency. It's a vibration and creation. And the universe is made of all these dimensions and particles and everything else is based on the combination of these original 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. So according to the Zohar, um, and I saw this in numerous places, that each letter came before God and asked that the world be created with this letter. And they all said, I'll create, like start the creation with me. And so when Samach came, God said to the Samach, no, you need to stay where you are so you could hold and support the other letters. 
the other frequencies. So the Sameth is really there to support the Nun. Uh, it comes right after the Nun in both the Hebrew alphabet and also in the representations of the month. Like, So that's just really cool. It's, it's there to catch the fallen Nun. Um, and these two letters, which, uh, like something that came to me over Shabbat was that they spell Nase, which means miracle. Nun Samech. So we can easily notice the correlation here in the month of Kislev. It's the month of miracles. Um, you know, and the Samech really reveals to us also that like we're, we're divinely supported this month. Like it's just another reiteration of that and that we're blessed to move forward with our goals and dreams with this support. So the structural design of Samech, it's a, it's a circle, a closed circle, which represents infinity, the or ain't so, the infinite light of God. Um, there's no beginning, there's no end. The idea of no beginning or end goes against the very nature of logic, and that's why it's associated with the transcendence of God and the month of Kisli. It's a, the circle is a symbol of perfection, completion. There's no blemishes in the circle. There's no upper or lower. You know, it's all part of the circle or equal. And actually, I heard a really cool thing from Rabbi Alon Anava that, like, you know, when we're at a circle table, like, nobody, like, on the Shabbos table, like, nobody, which I have a circle table. I love it. Nobody's, like, at the head, really. Um, we're all just equal and around each other. So that's just a beautiful idea also. And he, Rabbi Alon Anava also says that the 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 Samech, so we have different levels of our souls. The lowest level being Nefesh, and it goes into Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, Nechida. So we all really are, you know, on the lowest level of Nefesh. And he says that the Samech corresponds to the level of Neshama, which represents the completion of my soul's rectification here on earth. So that's just pretty cool. Um, so not only is the circle, like, shown here, but... Also, I went and I checked, and I could be wrong, but I, I, I found I was looking for the first time that the Samech appeared in the Torah. And because, um, like, when the letter, the first time the letter appears in the Torah, it, that's where also the energy comes from. It says a lot about the, the letter. So, the first time the letter that I found was in Hisovev, which means in circles. Like, it could have been, the Samech could have been, like, in any other word that didn't mean in circles. But it just further gives energy to the, this idea of in circles. Um, so many also say the circle is a clear representation of the wedding ring and the covenant with man and wife and also the covenant of, of God and, and the people when he gives the Torah. Okay, so I love this. Um, what I'm going to say next is, so it's a, the Samach is the 15th letter of, of the Hebrew, of the alphabet. And its numerical value is 60. So where do we see this come out, like in, in the Kohen, the Kohanic blessing? So I'm going to read a quote from Chabad.org. Um, the numerical value of the Samech, the 15th letter of the Aleph Bes, is 60. In the priestly re blessing reciting every morning, there are 15 words and 60 letters. When the Kohen blesses the people, he must... So first of all, that's just wild, you know? That's tying the 50 and the 60 together. And then it goes on to say, when the coin blesses the people, he must put his two hands together. And he he makes like a circle with his hands. And according to the Mishnah, there are 30 bones in each hand. And then when you put those two hands together, 60 when they're joined. Um, so other references to 60 is, you know, they say sleep is 1 60th of death. A dream is 1 60th of prophecy. 
And this ties back into the dream and sleep state. And also that the, the area of healing this month, like every month has an area of healing and a sense that it's connected to. And this is the sense of sleep. Sleep is so important. And like when we sleep, we're actually putting a lot of trust in God. So it ties into this theme of Amunah. Because like we're, if, it's, if we're partly dead, if we're 160th of death, that means we're really letting go and trusting that Hashem's going to wake us up in the morning. And it's why we say Modani, too, because it's such a miracle that we woke up. And, you know, it remains like it's a complete mystery of like what actually happens while we're sleeping. Um, and, you know, it's a miracle. Sleep heals our bodies and allows us to live. You know, when we're sleeping, we live in other dimensions of consciousness. And then we, like, wake up a new person again. It's like, it's crazy. But... um you know, I will say, like, you know, we do a lot of spiritual work in the spiritual world while we're sleeping. Our soul is able to, like, ascend into higher worlds, and we're just, like, you know, our dreams might just be, like, this movie is being, like, played on, you know? Um, but we don't really know what's really happening, but we could expect that we're doing a lot of spiritual work and that we're healing. The body really heals while it sleeps. So, um, so like, you know, it's okay to get extra sleep during this month. Like, don't feel bad if you sleep an extra hour. I think it's actually good, really good. Um, and, and so, you know, the whole idea of, of sleeping like this, that's why it's in the dreams this month. It's like why it's so important to pay attention to our dreams. Um, so yeah, I'm like also like the area of sleep, like, first of all, we shall be blessed to have like really deep, beautiful sleep. Cause I know a lot of, sometimes I have trouble with sleep and a lot of people have trouble with sleeping, but like it's, it's considered really good to get more sleep during these winter months, you know? We're naturally more passionate inspired like in the month of key slave because there's like this new light. But we also need to make sure to sleep to recharge ourselves and um, use these inner winter months to recharge our batteries for the rest of the year. Another cool thing about the 15th letter of the Aleph Bet, Aleph Bet spells Av. And like um, I saw somewhere that, you know, the, like that it's correlated to the 15th of Av, which is known to be one of the happiest days of the year. And so, and complete days. And so, you know, this also gives like um, importance to the letter Samech. Okay, moving into the tribe and the astrological signs. So the tribe, tribe associated with Kislev is Binyamin. Um, Binyamin is the second son of Yaakov with Rachel. And uh, in Melinda Ribner's book, she reveals um, this cool idea, like I didn't see anyone else talk about, but his name Ben Yamin translates when you break it up into Ben and Yamin to the son of the right. And it's also like the right is like the south and, and the spheratic chart. Like the right has chesed in it, expansiveness, loving kindness, victory. So there's all these energies in there. And it actually, like originally when Rachel was have, giving birth, she knew she was going to die. So she yelled at Ben Oni, son of affliction. Um, but Yaakov didn't want like these ne negative connotations to be with the name, so he changed his name to Benjamin, son of the right. And so Benjamin, especially, he was the only son of Yaakov that was born in the land of Israel. And just like Israel has higher levels of divine providence, it just goes further to show that so does this month of Kief slave have these high extreme levels. Um, and like each tribe has a part of the land that was given to them. Also, and the land that was given to Binyamin has in it Har Moriah, like the location of the Beis Amikdash. So that just 
extremely powerful and special and you know, just also ties into everything, into the story of Hanukkah, into the Beis Amikdash, into this powerful month. So that's been Yamin. Um, in terms of the constellations, so we go through three cycles per year of the four elements, which are fire, earth, air, and water. And um, so last month was water, connected to water. And Kislev is a fire sign, which makes perfect sense. Fire is the essence of Hanukkah. And we have a connection to the spiritual fire this month. So it makes, like, everything makes so much sense. Um, and the, so the zodiac of this month is Sagittarius. And in Hebrew, it's called Keshet, or rainbow. Keshet means rainbow. And the zodiac symbol of Kislev is the bow, which refers to both the rainbow and also the archer's bow. Um, and it, it actually said that the tribe of Binyamin was the most gifted with the art of the bow and arrow. Um, so according to Greek mythology, it's um, Sagittarius is represented by the mythical creature, the centaur, who's half man, half horse, who hunts with a bow and arrow. So I was thinking, you know, what does this mean? Like the idea of half man, half animal creature, I think it really exposes the difference between the animal and the human soul. And like the human can actually hold the arrow and use it. Like the horse can't. Like the horse is like the back part of him. So the human, like we have the power and ability to direct the arrow, direct where he wants to go in life, direct the arrow, direct the horse. You know, we hold the reins of the horse to direct it where to go. So, you know, this is like our human desires, our goals, our dreams. And the arrow expresses this idea of, of exploring beyond what the animal soul can do. Like we can reach beyond limitations and that's exactly what we should be doing. Um, so what else? Uh, Sagittarius is ruled by the planet of Jupiter, which is known to have very expansive energy. And it's funny, every night, like, because we've been like coming outside when we hear lots of planes, the kids like to like the army planes going back and forth from here in Gaza. And the kids like to like look at the planes and say they're like like rocket ships and spaceships. And um, so we've been like staring at this star. Like we're like, wow, that's like such a shiny planet. Like what is that? And we've been seeing it every night like right above us. It's so bright and beautiful. And we checked out one of those star apps and like below and behold, it's Jupiter. So that was like just a cool like uh, moment where I had with nature and like just connecting to this um, this Jupiter energy. So that's everything on the um, on the month of Kishlev. Um, and I wanted to add that I think it's really like interesting like that we have the the sign of like the rainbow this month because like the flood like happened in Noah, which happened in the previous month of Cheshvan. We read that Torah portion of Noah. So like this month being like coming after that month um, and represented by the rainbow, like it's like it was a blessing for us to see the rainbow after the flood and it was a symbol that it would never like create a flood like this again and destroy us like that. So I think this is like a beautiful idea that just propels us forward and like also just like a little bit about the rainbow is it has, you know, all the colors of the rainbow and it's united as one. So we can use this as just to really give us like strength and continuing to unite ourselves and like seeing all people as one and not judging each other and just like knowing that we're all part of the same rainbow. So let's talk about just like a few um, practical guidelines um, like to sum it up because like, okay, we have all this information. Now what do we do with it? So let's do a little summary. So 
practical guidelines are to just like take the time of key slave to meditate upon um, and receive guidance. Like know that it's here and just like open yourself up. Be a little more open. And like there's different ways you can get more open. Like you can meditate, you can put your hands up in the air, you could dance, you could do yoga. These are things that are good to do every day. I like to do these these things all the time every day because they really keep me in that state float of creativity and they help me like ground my mouth. But um, they also like open us up. So you could do like heart opening exercises and just feel more open and to see the hand of God, like, like you know, more apparently in the everyday miracles. Um, you know, practice your gratitude. Maybe have a gratitude journal where you write down the things you're grateful for because like the more gratitude you show, the more open you become and the more uh, blessing can come in. So really count your blessings. Um, and I think we all have been counting our blessing considering everything that's really going on. I want to say actually just like a beautiful thing that I've been wanting to share somewhere, but I didn't really share anywhere yet, um, was that like I've been like when I lay in bed with my kids at night, when I'm putting them to sleep, a lot of times I just feel that like naturally like I could be somewhere else in my thoughts. Like I'm physically there with them, but like emotionally, spiritually, mentally, like I'm somewhere else. So and then I've been thinking about like the hostages, like some these children or some of these new orphans. And I'm like, just like heartbroken and so I decided like well like I need to give so much extra love to like my children and my loved ones and if you don't have children just like your family members in general um just to really be present because like and really like give them extra hugs and like spend a little more time there and it's been really powerful like being present and powerful because I also feel like not only does this strengthen my relationship with my loved ones but it also gives energy to the rest of the world it gives out love it sends it to the hostages it sends it to the the orphans and the people suffering so because like they can't you know maybe hug their child so like i will hug mine more so in feeling like just like more present in my love so every time i feel like other thoughts coming in i'm like no i push away and i'm like i'm just present like sitting there looking at them being with them and i've really felt like such a deeper connection so that was just something like i wanted to add you know, random that I just wanted to share somewhere. So, you know, um, you know, this month we can like light candles every day, even even before Hanukkah, make fires. Like me and my husband, we made a fire at the beginning of this month. And like, I don't know, it just so something about the fire within it just wakes up and it makes you feel so connected. So like it's good to like stare into a flame. Like right now before I gave this podcast, I actually lit a candle um to bring in the spirit energy and to like um help me like elevate the conscious and draw down um, the light so um, you could stare into flames more and even just like meditate on light itself like you know close your eyes and and see light coming in and all around you above your head and bring this light into your body and just like visualize it all around you and draw it into your into your field um and like you will begin to feel the spiritual fire burn and draw it with it like within you like you will if you do this every day um, ask Hashem daily to be a vessel of light to flood in. Like, ask him. Say out loud, like, Hashem, like, help me be a vessel of light to do my purpose in this world. Like, meditate on your purpose. And, like, go for your dreams. Go for your visions. Take inspired action. That's really what this month is about, is in taking inspired action. And uh, do things that are expands our consciousness. Like, anything that feels expansive, you could do, because, like, it is an expansive month. And, like, if you don't have any dreams, like, or, like, you know, um, give yourself time to dream and make new dreams. Like envision a new world. Like 
Like sit and visualize what a new world looks like for you. What does Mashiach look like for you? What does your inner temple look like? Um, what are dreams that maybe you once had but were stifled by society and by reason and logic? Like you just like get back to these dreams. You know, if you can't take action, then just like start to bring them back into your life. So, yeah, thank you so much for um, listening, for those that um, stayed on for, I think it's been like an hour, but um, these are the energetic frequencies of Keyslave, and I really hope to do this every month and to share this wisdom because it's, it's so relevant in our lives and it can really um, bring so much guidance. So I'm sending love and light to each and every one of you, and um, please share this uh, with a friend if you thought it was inspiring. And um, yeah, I hope your Chodesh Key Slave is a beautiful month.